You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I am still on vacation, but not leaving you guys empty-handed as we kick off the week in an exclusive conversation ahead on today's show with new BYU fullback Houston Haymuley. What brings him to BYU? Well, he'll explain. We'll also talk a little bit about where things stand with the podcast as well. It's something I wanted to talk about a little bit here, but a lot to get to ahead on today's show. And let's waste no more time and get right to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 7th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about, as well as our goal every day here is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. As I have stated previously, I am still on vacation currently, but I am pre-recording all of these podcasts, so don't leave you guys empty-handed while I am on vacation with my family, but a great conversation today, and we're going to kick it off right now with Houston Haymuley, the new BYU fullback, a grad transfer from Stanford. What brings him to BYU? We're about to find out. Houston, thank you for taking some time. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. show. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Let's start here. Uh, you obviously are a guy who is a native of the state of Utah. You played at Bountiful High School, but ended up going to Stanford for your college days. Let's start here. Why the move away from Stanford now? Yeah, man. You know, it's um, what's cool about Stanford was you know, the location's awesome and um, you know Bay Area, really cool environment. Uh, but I'm always a Utah guy at heart. You know, I'm born and raised here. Utah always has a piece of my heart. And so when I was deciding coming out of Stanford, you know, I, I knew this was going to be my last year. Um, and I, I was kind of just honored what's my next move, you know, like what, what, what am I going to do now? Uh, whether I'm going to try to move on to the next level, move on with life, or do I want to try another year? Um, and so Kalani, you know, he, we got in contact and, you know, he said something to me that was really profound where he was like, like why not have another year in college? Why not have another year in college? And to me, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Well, why not play somewhere that I, I, I am accustomed to and a place that I call home? Nothing more than, than Utah. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so you obviously you picked BYU. You said you, you talked with Kalani. Uh, how many other schools were recruiting you as a grad transfer? What was that whole process like? Yeah, and honestly, for a fullback, it's hard. I feel like it was, it was a different process where. Um, you know, I didn't really have a bunch of schools come after me, um, but a good amount. You know, a lot of FCS schools um, that talked here and there with some FCS, but um, there's still a lot of options, you know. And um, the thing about BYU was, you know, that it was a, a system that I liked and it was near home. Um, and so when it comes to recruiting and stuff, honestly, man, I was, I was pretty much dead set on returning to the state of Utah. Um, I was pretty much dead set on, on going to whatever school in Utah would take me, you know, that's where I was going to go. Um, and so you talk to a lot of schools, you try to guess, you know, when, when you follow line, where, if you, if you be able to be eligible for spring ball, um, and you luckily had programs that, um, I was interested in and was 
great in the timeline and would allow me to play spring ball and, and get some experience there before the season even started. So um, that was kind of the process, if, that, if that's what you're, you're, you're asking about. So what, what did you graduate from Stanford in and what are you going to study at BYU? Yeah, so I graduated in uh, human biology with a concentration in internal medicine um, and exercise therapy. Um, and so my, my goal is post football to be um, working as like, kind of a family physician, you know, pediatrics, um, kids, family. Like, that's my biggest goal um, is to, yeah, to go to that field. So you got a lot of school still ahead of you then if you're going to go to med school after this. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm buckling down for the, uh, the next onslaught of years of school. All right, so okay, so let's talk a little bit about the life of a fullback. Uh, we we all of a certain age can think back to the heyday, I guess, of fullbacks when it was I formation. That fullback would come through the hole and just smash a linebacker. It, it feels like Stanford is one of the last few programs out there that truly used a fullback in that manner, and you filled that role. You were a team captain this past season for the Cardinal. Do you expect to have the same type of role at BYU, or what have the coaches indicated they expect to? use you as at the Y. Yeah. Um, and it's actually this kind of in part with what, what Kalani said to me when I talked to him about you know, coming to the Y. And uh, Kalani actually mentioned he felt that I was underutilized at Texas, um, and that he wanted to score more options you know, with the ball. Uh, he, he wants me to become a more viable fullback than I probably was at Texas. Um, and just, you know, meeting the social audience uh, Coach Claus, you know, um, it seems that they want to be able to use me in more than just a power to a man role. You know, be able to be more mobile, you know, be more versatile in the catching realm, running realm. Um, and I don't know exactly, you know, I can't say exactly per se what they want, um, but that they do see value in what I do, which is, you know, physicality. Uh, but they want to try to utilize me more in other worlds. And Coach Roderick, you know, I, um, you know, he's just, he has such a great football mind. And it, he has such a great, uh, you know, working offense that I trust that whatever role he wants to put me in, you know, he'll, he'll mold me in my aspect. Uh, and he's going to be the talent that I can have you watched much of BYU with a guy like Mason Wake uh, kind of running a role? I, I, this is just my observation. I can see you and Mason Wake kind of playing that same role at H-back slash fullback slash even tight end role. Is that kind of what you envision will happen, though? Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I, I'm envisioning. You know, and, and um, even better is if we can get both of us on the field. You know, and um, I've had a coach telling you that before that you know it doesn't have to be a me or Mason thing it could be a both of us in the same field um, but Mason Wake is a fantastic football he's a fantastic age back too he's um, very athletic very strong um, and you know that's I, I see I watched him play and I love how he said um, and my role is to try to you know take what notes I can from Mason and, and, and what works hopefully add on to it and hopefully his offense you know um, give it a couple more options and a couple more ways we can, we can run the ball. It looks like you'll be teaming up with a former rival of yours, Christopher Brooks, played at Cal. You played at Stanford. Obviously, that's a big rivalry out in the Bay Area. What do you know of Christopher, and do you have any relationship with him previous to both of you showing up in Provo? 
Um, actually, no, I didn't know much about Chris until we came here together, except for he was running down my defense. Uh, <laughs> like I, all I know about Chris was I'd watch him, you know, watch him play up and hated him because he was Cal. So um, I was just mad that he was beating the crap out of all these teams, and then he'd be running down us like, damn, this guy's nice. Um, watched him in the Oregon game. He did a great job there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's as much as I know of Chris before we came here. That's what I knew was the cow running back. Um, and since being with him, we're actually we're actually roommates. You know, we're in the same place, and such a nice guy, generous guy. He loves Provo. He loves this place, man. He, he loves it a lot. And super nice kid. And one of the nicest guys in the. It's been a pleasure getting to know him. Now, as you guys get ready for this upcoming season, you mentioned the fact you're excited to be ready for spring ball, get a chance to really kind of get engrossed in this offense. And I want to throw a hypothetical at you. And this is just something I, when, when the announcement came that Christopher Brooks, they list him at 235 pounds. I know you weigh in around 260 some odd pounds as a fullback. Mason wakes 250 and he can kind of play that wingback position. Then you got the offensive line in front of you. I'm envisioning a pretty monster lineup that could really run it down opposing teams uh, throats with all of you guys in that backfield. Is that what you're hoping to see? Yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping to see. You know, that, that kind of game is what I am very accustomed to. I'm accustomed to big boy personnel and, um, you know, I'm saying, you know, we're running, we're going <laughs> to, you see us, you see this big package, we're going to come at you and we're going to win. That's the type of uh, football I love playing. I love just, just saying that I'm going to move you from point A to point B because of um, And I envision, hopefully, that's what we do next year. There you go. Part one with Houston Hay Muley. More in just a moment. Real quick, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. And my friends, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that I have ever had, bar none. And that pun is very much intended. I have had hundreds, if not thousands, of different protein bars in my life. And the best ones I have ever had end of story, our Built Bar. The more important part is a BYU fan, if you support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football via a name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all BYU football players. We're talking with Houston Haymuley on today's show. He is technically a Built Bar athlete. He is a walk-on to the BYU football program, but he is getting scholarship money via the NIL deal that Built Bar has with BYU. So if you want to support BYU football, support our friends at Built Bar, and we're also going to save you some money on your end as well. Go to Built.com right now, place your order while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. You heard that right, 15% off your order at Built.com using that promo code LOCKED15. Support BYU football and support our friends at Built Bar. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Coach Shaw. I, I, he's been on my radio station that I work for in my day job multiple times saying that he loves recruiting the state of Utah. He loves recruiting guys who are members of the church, guys who are returned missionaries. He loves that aspect of it. Can you kind of little shed a little insight as to why you think he enjoys that so much and what you guys bring to a program like Stanford? Yeah. Yeah. And um, again, Coach Shaw is an amazing person. Worked with him for four years. So I love the man. And, he's, and, and he, the biggest reason, too, is, of course, you know, he understands the value of um, mission. That's the biggest thing. He understands the value of a player coming back um, more mature, you know, has had life experience. He, and he values that a lot, which is really cool. He's had an interview, I think, where he talked about that before. Um, and that because of that uh, maturity, you know, there's, a, there's natural leadership within guys who come back from mission. Um, and of course, you know, LDS guys, we hold ourselves to a pretty high standard. 
And you don't cause much trouble. You know, you don't have to worry about the LDS guy doing something crazy. You don't have to worry about the LDS guy, you know, doing this or that. Like they're, they're pretty buckled down, you know, head on straight. And then um, because of just the orient of service, you know, a lot of missionaries have, we're always willing to help out. And when programs need something, we're, we're usually some of the first guys to jump up and go ahead and do it. So, um, you know, those are some aspects that he's mentioned before that he loves uh, from LDS players. He just, when we come back and step on the field, you know how we, we've missed football for two years, and so there's something different, a uh, slight chip on our shoulders when we step back onto the field. Obviously, your your time at Stanford. If you look at your stats, I think most people would be like, "Wow, this is not." He doesn't have that many statistics. But anybody who watched the games know how big of a role that you took on in in, in that program because you were blocking for some of the best running backs who have ever played for the Stanford Cardinal. You can think of Christian McCaffrey. You can think of uh, the the litany of who's who for the Stanford running back position. Was that a point of pride for you to know that I've got some of these great backs that are coming off my backside and rushing? for big yardage? Yeah, and there's nothing more proud, you know, for running game to have the running back have. Um, and I consider myself a lineman. Like, I love linemen and I hope they accept me as a fullback into the fold. Um, <laughs> that, you know, we all, we all love it when we see the running back with 120 yards, 200 yards, you know. It's a sign that what we're doing is working. And to me, it's a sign that I've had such great running backs behind me um, you know, I'm not saying it's just because I've lost, you know, they, they have some talented backs that have behind me. Um, but I do take pride in the fact that, you know, I've had some good running backs, some good stats, and some great, down, um, great ground game coverage. You know, I, I am proud of that. Even though my stats may not show too many rushing yardage for myself, um, I'm happy for the backs behind me. I I want to talk a little bit about your legacy at BYU. Of course, you're the son of Locke Hemuli. Uh, BYU fans of a certain age will remember watching your father having played for BYU. A guy of my age, I'm only in my 30s, Houston, but my grandfather and my father rave about your father. They, they, they watched him, and they just they think it's absolutely incredible. How cool is that for you to be finishing up your career carrying on the Hemuli legacy at BYU? It's surreal. You know, for me, it's, it's very surreal. I feel like... Um, kind of just that I felt like God put me in the path and led me back here. Um, it's just it's amazing, and I'm happy to be back here. I'm happy to try and uh, add on to this legacy. Uh, also, live up to my name. So, obviously, your dad wore the number 35 at BYU. When you came back to the Y, I know you wore number 34 at Stanford. Was that a decision by you to switch to the number 35, or was that somebody telling you, hey, you're wearing this number? Um. Is that, are you talking about the, the graphic that was put out for that number? Yeah. Is, it, or are you are you going to wear the number 35? I guess that's the question. Are you going to yeah, wear my that? Goal, yeah. My goal is to get to 35. Um, uh, and uh, someone has it right now. But honestly, it's, um, that would be ideal. And it's not a really, really, really about getting that number yet. <laughs> I've, uh, I've more been worried about getting school and situated here. Um, but yeah, 35 would be ideal, but you know what, if I don't have 35, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with whatever number I get or whatever number I earn. Um, but yeah, definitely 35 is a number I would love to have. <laughs> 
Well, I, I can tell you this much. I don't know if you know who Shimon Willis is. He's one of the cornerbacks uh, for BYU currently. Uh, he was wearing a he was wearing a number in the 30s at one point in his career, and his dad is, is Jamal Willis, the former BYU running back in his own right. And Kalani Satake. Oh, wow. So, uh, so Kalani actually went to Shimon and told him, hey, you're wearing the number 29. And Shimon's like, that's my dad's number. He's like, yeah, there's a reason why. That's the number you're wearing. So... Don't be surprised if maybe there's a number 35 sitting in your locker and Kalani says, no, that's the number you get. <laughs> that's cool. Come on, Willis is a boss. Hey, oh, my goodness. I got such a great guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the goal. We'll see what, uh, when everything shakes up and get those great details down. Yeah, my hope is to get 35. I guess last thing for me, Houston, is how was your, uh, what was your, I guess not how, how, what was your family's reaction when you decided to pick BYU? Obviously, with your dad having been a star at the Y, what did they think when you decided, okay, I'm going back to BYU? Um, yeah, and my dad's not a guy who's like very, doesn't say a lot when it comes to football. He really doesn't. Um, very reserved, very humble man. And, um, and, I, and it wasn't even like a, I didn't even like announce it at one time saying, hey, I'm going to BYU. But it's more like, you know, I told him in the whole process, so I was like, hey, like, I talked to Kalani, what are your thoughts? And, you know, my dad was just, he was happy. You know, he was just happy that I wanted to do something for myself and, and go back to BYU. You know, my dad was uh, just having him even talk about that. He was saying like, oh, like, that's going to be awesome. And I'm excited for you. Like, just, just hearing that from him, um, that was, that was something that, that made me happy. So, um, and then obviously, all my, most of my family was excited, you know, in the group chat, and family chat, they were all happy. Um, Emma, especially, you know, my number one, uh, you know, biggest, biggest uh, role model and biggest, you know, PR man for me. He is the most excited. Um, and yeah, just everyone's happy, man, to see me try out. And come on the path to do our year. Well, Houston, it was a pleasure to catch up with you. Look forward to doing it again down the road as the season gets a little bit closer and wishing you nothing but the best moving forward, all right? Hey, thank you so much, and it's a pleasure talking to you, my guy. There you have it, my friends. Houston Haymuli, a huge thank you to him for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. Very much looking forward to seeing him playing for the Cougars this fall. Looking forward to seeing him out there during spring ball, see how he starts to fit in with this team. And uh, it's crazy to think we're going to have BYU spring ball at the end of this month. I know it's February 28th, but it's technically this month, my friends. We will have BYU spring ball underway. Very much looking forward to that. And once again, a huge thank you to Houston Haymuli for taking the time. Really cool to see the Haymuli name back at BYU. BYU and hoping that he has a fantastic experience as a BYU Cougar. We will round out today's show next. Had a couple of thoughts I wanted to share with you guys about BYU, about Locked On Cougars, and just a personal note, if you will. We'll get to that in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline.net. They have had you guys covered top to bottom all football season long, and obviously the big game is getting close. That means less and less football to bet on, but the best part is BetOnline does not 
just have to worry about games itself. They got everything you could ever want. Scores, totals, player performance props, and even where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. If you have interest elsewhere, BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline excuse me, remains your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Get there now. Check it out. That's BetOnline.net where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And guys, before we go on this Monday edition of the show, I turned 35 over the weekend. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Okay, great. Self-aggrandizement, Jake. Yeah, way to go on this podcast. Look at you go. No, Let me explain. I've been doing this podcast for three and a half years now, and it has been the absolute privilege and joy for me to do nearly 1,000 episodes. By next month, we will have hit our 1,000 episode mark here on Locked On Cougars, and it has been a ton of fun to do. It has been one of the best parts of my sports media career. I've been working in sports radio for over a decade now, and I got to say, adding the podcasting side of this, covering BYU on literally a day-to-day basis with this podcast has been so much fun to me. But the thing is, I turned 35 and I was just thinking about this. I have been privileged to do this for a long time. I just wanted to take a minute and thank all of you guys from the bottom of my heart. I I think I do this often enough, but I wanted to take another moment and just talk to you guys about how much you guys mean to me out there in the greater BYU fan base. Those of you who listen to this podcast daily, or even if you're just checking us out for the very first time, I want to thank all of you for your support. It literally is something that I do at a labor of love. I don't make a ton of money from this podcast. Let me be very clear. And this is just a full disclosure. I am never going to quit my day job, my sports radio job to do this podcast full time. I I guess I could never say never, but let's just put it this way. It's not happening in the near future. But what I can promise you guys is I'm going to continue to give give you my heart and soul when it comes to covering the BYU football program, basketball program, and all things Cougars in between. I love it. This has been a program that I have rooted for as a fan growing up. And now that I've kind of morphed into a more of a sports media role where I'm not so much a fan, I'm looking for storylines. I'm covering them on a professional basis. It still means a ton to me. I've got family connections to the university. I went to school at BYU and it is one of my just favorite things every day to sit down in my little office that I have here at my house in Saratoga Springs, Utah, sit down, see what's going on in BYU sports news and just start spouting off. Spouting off is probably too strong of a term because I try to be informed and let you guys kind of get my take on things, but also leave it open to interpretation for you guys to have your opinion on things. I know I say it all the time that I want you guys to be the smartest BYU fans out there, and I sincerely mean that. I want you guys, when you're talking with your family and friends, they come away from that conversation when you're talking with the Cougars thinking, man, so-and-so just knows everything about BYU. How in the world did they get that smart? It is something that I've had said about me my entire life when it comes to just sports knowledge overall. It's one of my, I guess, quote unquote gifts is I have a lot of useless sports knowledge that is stored in my brain. And the fun part is when I'm able to utilize that, it makes my day. And that's kind of my goal with this podcast is as we move forward in the future here, I want you guys to make sure that you guys feel like you guys are getting smarter from this podcast. And if you're not, hey, let me know. I'd be happy to take any and all suggestions. I have never been one to shy away 
from criticism, uh, constructive criticism. I don't want just pot shots taken at me, but if you have things you'd like to see improved, you have suggestions of how you'd like to see things go on the podcast, I am always open to you guys having your say on this podcast. I, I'm an open book, as I say all the time. I want you guys to be as much of the part of this podcast as I am part of it. I may be the voice, but you guys are the heartbeat that makes this show go. And I... I don't know. It's just when you turn a certain age, I'm now 35. I remember thinking back in high school when I was 17, 18 years old, man, if you make it to 30, you're going to be really old. Well, now I'm midway through my 30s and I still think I'm pretty young at heart. But nonetheless, it's a ton of fun to talk BYU sports. And it was just something I was reflecting on as I got ready to go on vacation here and celebrating my birthday and all that. So I just wanted to say once again, Thank you to all of you who check out this show. It, it is so much fun to do every single day. I mean that sincerely. There are people all the time who say, Jake, I don't know how you do that every day. How do you come up with topics? The thing about BYU is there's always stuff out there. You as a fan base, you in Cougar Nation, you guys demand a ton of content. And there are a lot of guys working in the BYU media sphere that we all are competing head to head. But at the same time, you guys eat it all up. That's what makes this whole thing go. You think about it, many other fans fan bases out there, they don't sustain the level of content production, the consumer uh, part of it. They don't consume it all. And a lot of guys don't get to do what they want to do and cover their favorite teams. There are very few programs out there. And if they're, the programs I'm thinking of that compare with BYU are the biggest of the big. Think about Alabama. Think about Michigan. Think about Ohio State. We're talking the who's who of collegiate sports, the quote-unquote blue bloods. They're the teams that can sustain this level of production, but BYU, the fan base, you and Cougar Nation are literally worldwide. And the fact that you guys consume as much BYU-centric media as you do it's an absolute privilege and an honor to be part of it and bring it to you guys. Yes, there are obviously some other fan bases locally, uh, Utes and Aggies, who like to read BYU content as well. But nonetheless, hey, anybody and everybody who wants to consume this content, you guys mean the world to me because it is a ton of fun to bring it to you every day. And Pardon me for uh, taking, I guess, a little bit of the uh, soapbox moment here on today's podcast to talk about it, but I turned 35, and it's kind of uh, an accomplishment in my life that I've made it this far in life in some ways, but I've got a good life, and part of it, and one of the big parts of it is the fact that I get to sit down and talk BYU sports with you guys. Yes, I'm kind of this disembodied, ambiguous voice that exists on your podcast provider. Uh, side note, we will be on YouTube relatively soon, so stay tuned for that. You can actually look at my face if you want, but at the same time, you guys, I hope, enjoy the conversations that we have each day, even if it might be a little bit one-sided, where you guys are just talking to me via the podcast provider, not necessarily getting instant feedback. Maybe at some point, maybe we should actually do this. Maybe we'll have to use like Twitter spaces or one of those uh, live, what do you call, broadcasting deals to do just kind of a sit down where you guys can throw questions at me live time and we can do it. It's something we can visit in coming days and weeks. I think it'd be a ton of fun to do. But once again, just before we close up today's show, want to thank you guys for all of your support. It's so much fun to talk with you guys daily and thank you for letting me spout off a little bit about what I love about this show. All right, uh, coming up on tomorrow's podcast, a great conversation with Matt Brown from Extra Points, part of D1 Ticker. Why did Matt, quote unquote, sell out to D1 Ticker? He'll explain that. We'll also talk about the future of collegiate sports, FBS football, BYU and the Big 12. We got a whole lot to cover with Matt Brown on tomorrow's show. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day and check back with us 
tomorrow for that conversation with Matt. Now I want to encourage you guys before we go here to check out Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all the gambling news you guys need to know about. Inside information when it comes to your bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling host the show. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make that your second listen as we go out the door here. Alright, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your Monday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 7th, 2022, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.